From the Center for Agricultural Profitability at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, this is Nebraska Farmcast. I'm Ryan Evans. Holding corporate meetings and taking and retaining minutes from those meetings is typically a requirement for most incorporated farm and ranch businesses. Not holding an annual meeting and keeping minutes could result in the loss of legal status as a corporation if the business is sued. So while corporate meetings don't often come to mind when we think of farming and ranching, holding them and keeping good records is fairly simple. A new article on our website at cap.unl.edu outlines some recommendations for what should be included on meeting agendas and an annual meeting minutes to satisfy legal requirements. It was written by Jessica Groskopf, an agricultural economist, and Dave Aiken, an ag law specialist, both with Nebraska Extension and the Center for Ag Profitability, and uh, they join me now. And I'd love to get both of your inputs on uh, this article, and we'll just start, Jessica, if you want to take on this first question first, and we'll hear from Dave. Uh, How does a farm or ranch business determine in the first place if they need to hold at least an annual meeting? Well, thanks for having us, Ryan. And, you know, it's really important that if that business is incorporated, that they go back to those articles of incorporation or their bylaws and see whether it's a requirement. But I would say that it's also just a a good business practice um, to have a regular business meeting that's recorded. Um, And so I I think it's one of those things that sometimes it's required, but in other ways, it's, it's just good business. And Dave, do you have anything to add as to the uh, necessity for requirements for an annual meeting? How do they determine if it's required? Yeah, it's 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 required for for corporations. Uh, but I agree with Jessica's comment that it's a good business practice, and I think it's something that any family business should consider, whether they're incorporated or not. How important is the accuracy of the meeting minutes? Yeah, I think a lot of people get caught up on this part of like how, you know, formal do those minutes have to be? And just, again, think about it like you were in a regular local community meeting. You need to have enough information about what was discussed and then a a good detail about who was there and if there were any motions or reports that were presented. That needs to be recorded in a formal manner. Um, these minutes should be typed up and they should be retained um, by the business. So, again, I don't think it has to be, the meeting doesn't have to be, you know, a suit and tie affair, but the minutes do need to be accurate so that someone reading them knows that that um, corporation is run by its board of directors. The only thing that I would add is that it's perfectly fine to say, that a topic was discussed without going into all the details of who said what or or anything like that. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, as Jessica said, it's, uh, it's expected that these things are, are a lot of them, a lot of it will be pretty informal. Uh, It's just when you're uh, passing motions and stuff like that, that you need to get a little, a little bit more of the detail in. Jessica, can you explain who should be invited or notified of an annual meeting for a farmer ranch business and then what the agenda should look like? Yeah, so the again, the um, articles of incorporation or the bylaws will state who all needs to be involved. And typically that's um, those shareholders of that, of that uh, corporation. 
So that's the important part. But I would also say, again, if we're thinking more broadly about our business, are there any other stakeholders who should be there to talk about the business of that operation? When we look at an agenda, um, there's, again, it's, it's flexible on what you do and don't do. But it, we would encourage you to make sure that you have approval of the agenda, approval of the previous year's uh, minutes, any approval of the company business over the past year or since the last meeting, and then an election of directors or officers, and then a, a management discussion that includes a financial review. And then finally, you need to formally adjourn the meeting. So that's kind of how that agenda would work out. You can add more detail to that, um, but that's the base skeleton for that uh, agenda. Yes, and I'd just like to uh, reiterate that, you know, you can, one of the, you may have a sentence in your minute saying that John Smith reviewed the production and marketing activities, you know, for the year that ended this December. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to say what they said, you know. Uh, unless you want to, but you don't really have to. It's just that they reviewed the, the operations for the year uh, and, you know, and discussed uh, what changes might be considered or, or what operations would look, might look like in the upcoming year. And you don't have to go into all the detail of who said what and if there's debate or anything like that. You know, you, you don't have to put all that stuff in. Uh, it's just kind of what topics were discussed, uh, and that's, you know, and that's usually all you need to do. And then are there retention requirements for the minutes, or is that defined by uh, articles of incorporation or bylaws of each organization, or is there a, a state requirement for retention? Recommendation would be to just, just keep them, uh, because they're a history of the farm, so to speak. And, you know, so if you've gone going back 20, 30 years or something, that's fabulous. And uh, it would be, uh, you know, that would, it would be something that would be interesting to go back and look at from time to time. So actually a corporation should keep permanent records of their minutes of all meetings of its shareholders and, and board of directors. So that is Nebraska state statute. And so it's really important that we keep those permanently. And like Dave said, you know, just having that historical record of the business is also pretty cool for sentimental purposes as well. Great. Thank you. And if a business owner is concerned about being on the right track as far as holding an annual meeting and producing minutes, who are some people on their team that they can check in with? So typically we would say that they need to check with their attorney as well as their tax accountant about holding this annual meeting. So those are the two, you know, team members on their advisory team that that are probably going to be most involved with this. But again, if if you're reviewing the business um, over the previous year, you might include other advisors um, that are critical to your business in this meeting um, and making sure you have uh, information from them about what you've done in the past and then also what you're looking forward to for the upcoming production year. If you're just starting out uh, with, a, with a corporation and taking the minutes, 
um, it would be worthwhile to visit with the attorney ahead at a time. They might give you a list of what they think should be in the minutes. Uh, and then after you've, you've held the meeting, you know, you do your draft minutes, um, and you'll circulate those to the, all the directors, but also circulate those to the attorney and perhaps even your tax accountant, depending on what was, what was discussed at the meeting, that sort of thing. And, um, having the attorney look at it, they can say, well, you should say something about this, or you don't need to put this in or something like that. And the other directors can look and if their recollection of what happened is different than how you have it in the minutes, uh, then they can, you know, then you can try to get that ironed out too, uh, before you prepare the final minutes, the ones that uh, go in the record books, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, the, the notion of holding uh, corporate meetings and keeping uh meeting minutes might be intimidating on, on its face, but I think your article does a really nice job of just laying out how uh, really simple the, the process is, actually. Uh, and I touched on it in the beginning, in the opening, that it, it could have legal implications if you're not doing this as a corporation. Um, so just to, in closing, if you wouldn't mind to drive home the importance one more time of, of holding these meetings, keeping these minutes, what are the, uh, the potential legal fallout that people can experience, businesses can experience? Uh, from the legal perspective, it's when, when this comes up in a lawsuit, if the corporation is being sued for something um, and the plaintiff's attorney who is filing the lawsuit says, we want a copy of all your minutes. Typically the issue is, well, we don't have any minutes. And when you don't have any minutes, uh, then it's pretty easy for the plaintiff's attorney to go to the judge and say, judge, they have never operated as a corporation meeting legal requirements because they've never had the board meetings and kept the, and kept the minutes to prove that they've had the board meetings uh, as, as required by the law. It's not an issue that, well, your minutes aren't good enough. Uh, that's rarely uh, the issue. It's just that you have them or you don't have them. So you want to, you know, you want to do a good job in preparing your minutes, but at the same time, you don't, you shouldn't worry about, well, if we don't have these minutes perfect, you know, uh, then, then we're legally vulnerable to attack um, because that's not the issue. The other thing I would add to that, I, I think the, most often situation where I see that, that an entity doesn't have minutes is where it's a very small entity with maybe, you know, one shareholder um, where it only sits a president. It's still important that that person sits down and can have a basically a meeting with himself um, and outline these items. So, again, it's, it's more just about the practice of actually sitting down and doing it than necessarily the, the physical formality of it. So again, even if you are, uh, you know, the, the sole person within your entity, this can be a really good practice. And really, if the purpose of the entity was to limit your liability, then if you're not doing this, it's, it's, there's, there was no point in incorporating. Mm -hmm. 
Well, great information. And again, you can find more in uh, this new article that Jessica and Dave have written on our website at cap.unl.edu. Again, Jessica Groskoff, an agricultural economist, Dave Aiken, an ag law specialist with Nebraska Extension and the Center for Ag Profitability. Thank you both very much for joining me. Thank you. Thanks, Ryan. Nebraska Farmcast is a production of the Center for Agricultural Profitability at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. For the latest research-based information and education resources to manage your farm or ranch operation, visit our website at cap.unl.edu. That's cap.unl.edu.